Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable marketing and business development insights from legal innovators. The podcast series is brought to you by Ackert, the company behind Practice Boomers, Practice Viewer, and Practice Pipeline, the leading business development pipeline management tool for law firms. Hello and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today our guest is Brian Colucci, Chief Business Development and Marketing Officer at Kilpatrick Townsend. Brian, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Brian, I imagine you're seeing all shapes and sizes of procurement. You want to talk a little bit about some of the thoughts that you've had in that arena? Absolutely. So I've had a pretty good seat at the table in terms of seeing the evolution of procurement. Uh, Even since I joined uh, the Townsend firm in 05, the landscape has just changed radically. Uh, We occasionally deal with procurement officers or non-legal decision makers tasked with buying legal services, but you know, over the course of the last, um, you know, five or six years in particular, we've really seen a sea change, I think, in the uh, size and scope of professional legal operations. And uh, a big part of what I've been doing for the last few years is um, evaluating how well we are set up as a law firm to interact with with those types of um, functions. And it's been a it's been an interesting journey. I think we're we're only a very short way into it, um, but uh, it is it has clearly become a, a really key focus of my position. It's been a fairly new development in the industry. What are you seeing in terms of range? Well, so for some companies, you've got very sophisticated uh, legal operations departments um, who are really doing things like sophisticated analysis and performance metrics. Um, and putting a lot of thought into proposal writing and pricing. Um, They're looking at historic data. They're looking at um, industry data. They're looking at things like, you know, the time to uh, resolution for litigation and average costs. And it's really really impressive in terms of their ability to manipulate data and understand the basis for legal spend. So if you're dealing with a client like that, you know, we really have to go in and do the same, right? We have to look at as much data as we can. We'll look at internal data, external data. Working with those types of departments is great because you really are getting more certainty around, for example, how you price something. And so we can submit a proposal and we feel like, you know, we really got close to where we think it will actually come in in terms of our actual cost. So um, that, I think, is a, is a win for both sides. For clients, maybe smaller clients, where the uh, legal operations function is not as well defined or maybe not kind of as well ingrained in the decision-making process, sometimes it can just be unclear. Are they just looking for the lowest price or is all the information that we're sending really getting through to the ultimate decision-maker? So th- those types of situations, it can be a little bit more difficult. But what I see is... I do see legal operations moving to um, more of a value-added exercise in terms of, you know, okay, well, we want to get, obviously we want to get a good price. We want a competitive price. Uh, we want to lower our legal spend, right? That <laughs> totally makes sense. And sure. um, that's, that's always been true. But uh, more and more, you know, what we're looking for and what we're seeing is legal operations departments that are really focused on getting the best result. And and that is ultimately what we want as well. How do you go about ascertaining their sophistication level when it comes to understanding legal services in general? One of the best courses of action is simply to ask. Um, right. And uh, clients will 
will generally share with you why they're doing things the way they are. And so one of the ways we get at that information is through our client interview program. Uh, that's helpful, certainly, in understanding where the company is in terms of its legal department structure. There's some outside research tools that we can use to get a feel for, you know, how our clients are are set up. And those can be, you know, more or less helpful depending on often how big the company is. Obviously, for larger companies, there's just more information out there. Sure. And it's funny, I, I appreciate what you said earlier. You know, sometimes you just have to ask. That very obvious course of action is not taken as frequently as one might think it should. You know, firms are sometimes afraid to ask the question. They don't want to appear to be too aggressive. Sometimes they don't want to rock the boat. But um, I think that having a process in place, which it sounds like you've done through a questionnaire, uh, helps to provide a roadmap to whether it's your team or your lawyers so that they can really understand, uh, okay, whether this is an existing client, what role is procurement playing, or if this is a client that we're looking to start working for, uh, what should we anticipate when it comes to procurement? Yeah, and the, the questionnaire is really just an internal tool to get our lawyers thinking about how we need to work with this client. And, and again, because you have such a, an uneven playing field in terms of um, the way clients structure these functions. One of the things that we're increasingly seeing as well, again, with, with larger companies in particular, is that uh, legal operations is, pay, is playing a more significant role in uh, delivering feedback to their law firms. So, you know, we're getting really detailed feedback reports from some of our clients in terms of how we're doing as a law firm. And mm. um, I really embrace that uh, type of feedback. Obviously, it's a two-way street. You know, we we ask our clients for feedback and really appreciate them giving it to us. And uh, when it's coming from them, obviously, that's something that we need to put a lot of effort into you know, understanding what's behind it and what we need to do to address it. So, uh, you know, managing that flow of information has been really important as well. Can you share some of the questions that are on your procurement questionnaire? Sure. So one of the things that we do with the questionnaire, you know, really you could view it as a, a research tool. And it, we start off with asking some basic questions about the company in terms of the type of information that our partners uh, might want to know. Um, so what's the corporate structure, right? That's going to tell you if they're publicly traded, then obviously there's a wealth of information out there that we can find out independently. Um, if they're private or closely held, then maybe not so much. Or they might be, you know, it might be a bank or, or some kind of financial institution or consulting firm. So we've got to kind of first start with what's the corporate structure, um, what's the corporate family tree. Um, and then you can kind of get behind, you know, where we can learn more about how they organize their legal department. And then from there, if it's a public company, we'll look at securities filings. We'll go into the 10K. We'll look at, um, you know, legal proceedings and MD&A and areas where we typically see the company talking about legal needs. Uh, we'll ask questions about uh, who we know at the company and try to map out from there, um, where we have other relationships and, and relationships that might be helpful, um, we'll look, we'll ask questions about what they know about the company's business operations so we can learn more about that and really try to give the lawyer when we're, when we're responding, you know, either to a proposal or going into a meeting, trying to give them a really clear picture of how decision making is, is taking place at that client. Are you finding that these questions are being asked by the lawyers 
in the context of onboarding a new client, getting familiar with the business, or is it more part of a formal client feedback program where your team or someone else from the firm has targeted clients as part of a key account plan and looking to uh, identify how we can do a better job servicing and ultimately expanding those relationships? The questionnaire that we use internally is more of an onboarding and um, client relationship management tool. So there will be occasions over the course of representation where you have to stop and really do a, a deep dive on where the client is, right? How's their business doing? What's the legal department look like? What changes have there been? Who do we know? Um, and for our larger clients, we're doing that on a periodic basis. And again, that's mostly an inward looking task. And sometimes we're relying on publicly available information. We do conduct client service interviews. We use a third party to do those. I think they're they're very valuable. Um, but those are more focused on you know long-term relationships where we've got a track record with the client. Um, and they're also very focused on client service. So we're not really doing much more with those than than to understand um, how we're doing in terms of meeting their needs, where we can be doing better, you know, just getting feedback on on various aspects of our firm. So, you know, it's a lot to ask of your client to to spend time giving you that kind of feedback. We we really appreciate it. And we try to get it from uh, the lawyers that we're working with. So we've got some really actionable feedback from them. I believe I remember you mentioning at one point that you tie client service training to the feedback that you're collecting, both in terms of client satisfaction and the role of procurement. Is that accurate? Yes, uh, more so to uh, the feedback that we're getting. So over the last couple of years, we've put what I would call formal client service training into place for for lawyers at various levels. Um, And what we did was we really started that training with uh, the feedback that we got from a, a fairly significant number of client interviews. So we were able to identify some areas where as a firm, either we could do better or we were repeatedly hearing were very important to our clients. And that's how we tailored our uh, client service training. And I think it's been, I think it's been really effective. I think that it's really smart to source any new training or, or new initiative from the client's perspective and share that with the lawyers, because obviously that will get their attention and that will ensure that if there is a pivot that needs to be made, that it's taken seriously. Yeah. I mean, the one consistent has been that clients really are the ones that drive change uh, in law firms. And um, obviously in my position, one of the things that I'm really tasked with is helping our lawyers understand the changing landscape of their business. You know, like CLOC, that's an organization that we're really uh, paying a lot of attention to. We've been going to their conferences when we're able to. Um, uh, we're, we're really looking to work with them to the extent that they're willing to work with us and um, really see what we can learn from them. So, uh, you know, my response to to that kind of organization is let's embrace it. Let's, you know, run towards it rather than run away from it. Um, and try to understand what we can learn from it. And um, I've really enjoyed um, building relationships with legal operations professionals, um, both lawyers and non-lawyers, well, with some of our clients. I, I think it's been really productive when you open a dialogue, and uh, I think we're going in, in a really positive direction. To what extent does procurement relationship management play into business development at the firm? So, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on, oh, make sure you know the GCs in such and such company and make sure that, you know, you have developed 
good relationships with in-house counsel, but I don't hear lawyers prioritizing procurement relationships as much. Uh, in other words, let's foster relationships with the people who certainly may influence, if not help to decide whether or not we'll ever work with such and such a company. Let's, you know, wine and dine procurement. Let's make sure that they're also part of our roadmap and relationship map as we target various organizations. Yeah. For firms that are not doing that, I think they're missing a real opportunity and and potentially losing business, particularly, you know, again, as that function evolves. And um, you know, even if they're not the final decision maker, they're influencing decisions. I had a conversation with a, a head of legal operations at one of our clients. He mentioned a couple of things. One was that he really appreciated the fact that when we came out to meet him, uh, I went along along with a couple of our partners and a small group of people who were you know responsible for for the account. And the way he put it was, you know, it's great to be for him to be able to interface with me. We can deal on with the logistics, the pricing, um, the vetting, the the proposals, and all the back office stuff, and kind of get out of the way and let the lawyers practice law, which is really what they want to do. You know, yeah, I thought that's the way, that's the model, right? That's the kind of people that we want to be working with. That's the people, type of people that I like to work with. And I think our lawyers would really um, embrace that as opposed to feeling like they're, they're, you know, spending 50 hours on a proposal and then it kind of goes into a black hole and they don't know what's happening. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So what reactions are you seeing among the lawyers at your firm and in the industry in general when it comes to procurement? Are we ready to embrace them as uh, an intrinsic part of the process, or are we still uh, resisting that in some way or hoping it's just a fad that will come and go? I am definitely embracing it as a, in my role. In the long run, I think it will introduce some consistency and standards to legal procurement. I, I think one of the things that CLSC has done is you know, they're looking at things like core competencies and job descriptions and uh, organizational charts, right? And so the more uniformity there is and the more agreement there is as to the procurement process, I think actually the easier it gets for us because we know what to expect. We know the type of information we need to provide. Um, one of the challenges in my role has always been that, you know, no two requests for proposal were ever the same, you know, and and so you get an RFP and the the partner would always complain, well, why don't we have answers to this question, right? Haven't we seen this question before? And often I would say, no, we've never seen this question before. Because if you got 100 RFPs in a year, uh, they would all have the same question asked 50 different ways. So to me, having some certainty and some uniformity and some standards and having people who actually do procurement for a living, I think is going to end up making our jobs a lot easier. And I think it's going to make the practice of law better for our clients and better for our lawyers. I really appreciate your attitude. You know, it's very much a uh, let's embrace this. Let's turn this into a win-win uh, as opposed to being resentful about it. Many of the lawyers I talk to uh, are not fans at all of the idea of procurement and they don't appreciate there being yet another hurdle, especially a hurdle that doesn't always understand or appreciate the nuances of their world. But I think you're right. I think ultimately, if we look for ways to make everyone in this equation successful, we will ultimately be able to uh, move forward in a much more effective fashion. That's the hope for the companies that do this well. I think they'll they'll see a benefit from it. Um, 
and hopefully they'll have longer and stronger relationships with their outside law firms. Uh, and I think over time, like I said, you're going to end up with hopefully more people on the procurement side who are truly focused on not just getting the, the lowest rate or the best deal, but getting the best uh, result for their internal clients. That's really my goal when I'm dealing with my partners who are who are my internal clients, right? I want to get them the best result possible. I want to make their life as easy as possible. I want to let them I want to get out of the way and let them practice law. Um, and I think to the extent that I can help them understand and you know come to grips with uh, this changing um, buying environment, um, I'm going to make their lives better. So often that's the way I approach the conversation with them. You know, you may not have encountered this before. Um, you know, I know it's uh, it, it can be frustrating to have, feel like there's this extra level of bureaucracy or this uh, you know wall that you have to break through just to be able to to bring in this work. But let me help you with this. Let me help you understand it. Let's let's figure out how to make it, uh, like you said, a win for for everyone, and let's get this out of the way and and help you make a, a better and stronger relationship. Yeah. So if you had one piece of advice for either side of the procurement equation, what would it be? Well, for our side, I would say a lot of times the inclination is to run away from problems uh, or, to, or, or, or the unknown. Um, my recommendation would be instead to run towards them. And that's kind of the way I've, I've lived my life and the way I've handled my career. When I see a problem, I, I, I tend to run towards it rather than away from it. And I guess for the in-house uh, legal operations people, you know, I would tell them make an effort to understand how law firms make and lose money, how we can be more efficient, and we're definitely willing to work with you and to think outside the box in terms of how we, um, you know, can provide value, and we're eager to do that. I hope a day comes when procurement proposes a kind of secondment where they would spend a day or a week at the law firm to understand how the firm does things, and of course, spot areas where there could be some new efficiencies introduced, but ultimately be able to go back to their jobs and be that much more informed by the nuances of the practice of law. Uh, it would not only help them develop some of the relationships that would ultimately provide uh, a more seamless transaction when that moment comes, but I think also ensure that both parties have the confidence of knowing that there is a mutual connection and a mutual understanding. Um, perhaps we'll evolve there someday. Yeah, we'd cer certainly welcome that. I think that's a, a really interesting idea, not one that I necessarily considered, but that could be a really useful program. Well, Brian, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts on procurement. It's um, been really great to get uh, a sense of how you approach it. Uh, and I would characterize that as, as courageously and fairly, not so much uh, thinking of this as yet another obstacle to avoid or, or try to outsmart, but rather um, something to turn into a success. I, I really admire that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate the time and it was great talking to you. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.